Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. Hi, and welcome to Animal Cafe. It's that time of year when people are driving with their dogs to visit family for the holidays and when dogs can be very stressed with all the strange people and loud noises in their homes. So today I'm especially pleased to introduce my friend Lisa Spector, who can help with those problems. Lisa is a Juilliard graduate and a concert pianist who managed to mix her love of dogs with her love of music when she co-founded Through a Dog's Ear, the first music clinically demonstrated to calm the canine nervous system. She shares her home and her heart with Sanchez and Gina, her two career change Labrador retrievers from Guide Dogs to the Blind, where she's a former volunteer puppy raiser. And on a personal note, I had the pleasure of being Lisa's roommate at the Blog Pause Conference in Denver, and I can attest that she's not only a lot of fun, but she is the quietest person I have ever shared a room with. Maybe it's an acoustic thing. Welcome, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Edie. So um, tell me a little about the genesis of the first Through a Dog's Ear CD. Well, actually, I came up with an idea um, quite a while back in 2003. At the time, I was a puppy raiser for Guide Dogs for the Blind, and I had a very um, rambunctious puppy and with just, you know, as most Labrador puppies are, just a lot of energy. And um, I'm a concert pianist, and at the time, I owned a music school, and I went to a seminar taught by Joshua Leeds, who's a sound researcher, and I was learning about the principles of psychoacoustics, which is the study of how sound affects the human nervous system. And I was learning about how to apply these principles that Joshua had created in music that was used all over the world in neurodevelopmental centers with autistic children, and I was learning how to use them with my own piano students, working with ADD kids and, and just, you know, tired kids at four in the afternoon picking up their energy level and calming a group of four-year-old class students. And it was so effective and so profound in, in, its, in its quickness in which it, it would calm a group of children and get students to focus. I was so amazed that I approached Joshua with the concept of applying this to the canine world, which was my other real love. Wow, that's fascinating. Now, um, tell me just a little bit more about the psychoacoustics. How did, um, what exactly is there about the canine nervous system that responds to music and how did you um, choose the particular music that... Well, that's a good question because we actually didn't know what would work. There had been a little bit of research done. There had been a research by Deborah Wells, who's an Irish behaviorist, and she had actually done a, some research in the San Francisco shelter testing a variety of music in a control group with no music. So she tested classical music, a variety of kinds of classical music, pop music, rap, jazz, and control with no music, and found the study found that the classical music calmed the dogs, which really didn't surprise me in, in many ways. But we, we didn't, you know, classical music was written anywhere from, you know, the mid-1600s up until current day. It's such a wide variety of whether it's single instrument, different tempos, big orchestrations, and so forth. So since we didn't know what would work, we went into the recording studio with four hours of, and recorded four hours of music. And that varied from 
very slow, simplified piano music that was 40 to 60 beats per minute, um, up to slightly faster, but not real fast, music of 80, 80 to 110 beats per minute that was ensemble trio music with cello, piano, and English horn, and even a little bit of oboe. And what we, what we found after um, testing this in over 150 dogs in the shelter and service dog kennel environment is that the music that was slowed down and simplified, the solo instrument piano music, was actually um, the music overall that was really most effective on getting the dogs to lie down, to stop barking, to stop panting, to just, you know, to calm their nervous system. And then we, after that study, we went into a phase two where we actually took that same music that had such profound results in phase one and tested it with other classical music in the home environment, testing particular anxiety issues. And we tested purposely before July 4th to see if it would work with fireworks, and we tested separation anxiety and barking and excessive excitement with visitors and so forth, and found that the rearranged the psychoacoustic classical music was actually twice as effective as other classical music in calming the canine nervous system and relieving their anxiety issues. Fascinating. Now, tell me how long um, this phase was. That's that's really interesting. I didn't realize how much testing you did. So how long? Right. So it was all-inclusive, almost two years. So it was about a year for phase one, just because it was, you know, it took a while to get compliance and get all the results back and and all the statistics done, but it was about a year of phase one and I think about nine months for phase two of the testing. So now I know that there have been many uses for the CDs. Um, you know, you mentioned the shelters and calming dogs in the home, um, and those are still the two foremost uses, but um, since we're talking about pet travel here. I wondered how you came to the idea that dogs needed to be calmed in cars also. Well, it's interesting. We, um, I'm a big agility um, competitor, enthusiast, and so forth, so I'm always driving and with my dogs in the car to agility trials and, and meet a whole bunch of um, dog lovers that do the same. And, and I got talking to some friends at a trial and found out that their dogs weren't actually doing well. They were pretty stressed at the trial environment because there was so much stress in getting them just in the car to the to you know to travel for a couple hours to the trial. And um, you know, once you get there, you really need to have a, a calm, focused dog who can you know really center in what they're doing and and have fun with that. And so I just got thinking about the need for it, and then in combination, when we first our first CD we came out with was the Calm Your Canine Companion Volume One, which was the slow down, um, simplified psychoacoustic classical music, and that works really well at calming the dogs in the car, but it also puts drivers to sleep. <laughs> so when we first came out with us, people were contacting us, said, my dog just loves us in the car, but I can't drive to it. And we actually put instructions in there that says, please don't drive with us because what calms the canine nervous system also calms the human nervous system. So it actually calms the driver, you know, to the point we don't want to have them falling asleep. So driving this one was one of the really most fun things we've done because it was such an interesting alchemy of combining the components of music that would um, contribute to driver alert and dog relax simultaneously. And we did that by um, 
starting with slower, simplified music and then gradually increasing the complexity and the speed, even though it's all piano music. And because what we found is once the dog generally is calm in the car, they generally stay calm unless something new is brought into the environment, like you're going through a toll booth and then if they're reactive, barking with with people, the toll booth taker or, or whatever the case is. But in addition to the music that's actually used for driving, we had a trainer that actually wrote um, training protocol to work with a dog who already has some anxiety issues around riding in the car. So let's say they've already built up association of fear or of nervousness about riding in the car. There's actually music that you can work with a dog in the home environment or in the car before you've even backed out of the driveway. And it's it's used, brought in very... um, gradually using classical conditioning and and so that track is a um let's see it's about a 21 or 22 minute track of music called travel prep and so in that that's where the training protocol comes in before you even put put the music on to play while you're taking your road trip okay so that's why it's somewhat different um than the the other protocols for where you can just put the cd in and um and have it have it going. This is a way to prepare um, for for the driving, right? So it's it's different and it and it isn't. So in some ways, it's different in the sense that, for the most part, dogs who have the anxiety around the car ha- already have that negative association. So that's why it's important to change their association by using this this training method. Um, on the other hand. This is also music that's just good to play for your dog in the car, even if they don't have anxiety issues. So you don't have to work with the with the training process in that sense. But I'm I generally play different music in the car when my dogs are in it than they do. I'm just I'm a very conscious what I call a sound aware dog lover. So I'm I'm very conscious of what's in their sound environment. So no matter what, it's really good music for them, and they tend to calm to. But with the other music, let's say the Calm Your Canine series, which is now three CDs, um, some people put it on and it works right away for separation anxiety or excessive barking or hyperactivity. But other people might do some trainer. Trainers often use it in the same way that they would use the driving dish and travel prep with, you know, reconditioning the dog and taking out something that they associate as really positive and really fun and combining that with the music first before they would play it, let's say, when they're left alone for separation anxiety issues. So it, it depending on the extremeness of the anxiety, it, it can work in different ways. So now, um, what kind of feedback have you been getting from the uh, from the car version? Has- it's been fascinating. One of the things that, you know, the main question the press came coming up with when we first released this is, we we hear from so many dogs who actually get nauseous and actually get sick in the car, and, and they said, "Would would this help their? Would this stop you know their car sickness?" And and we honestly didn't know, so we waited for consumer feedback, and we were kind of even surprised how many times that dogs that normally would even be throwing up in the car were not anymore, and it it would depend on. What the, um, why are they getting sick? You know, first of all, this is a physical condition. That's something that they should, you know, consult with a veterinarian on. But if they're very oftentimes, I mean, a dog might be getting, have anxiety about getting in the car because they've gotten sick in the car before because of their fear of getting in the car. So that's really the issue that we're dealing with. 
And so many times with dogs, that really is the issue. It's, it's different in every case. In some cases, it really is car motion sickness, and that, that would be different. But if it's really caused from a nervous system anxiety issue, and that really has helped thousands of dogs. Wow, that's, that's terrific. I had no idea. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Even we were a little surprised. So. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Well, now tell me, um, since since this is holiday um, time and, you know, there's a lot of input from different noises and people coming in and out of the house, um, how would you advise uh, your CDs to be used at home? Do, would you just suggest that they, they're put on during a particularly stressful time. How do you recommend using them in general, I guess, is the best? Well, I, for the holiday time, is one of the best times to, to use it. So I would do two things. Um, the Calm Your Canine series, o- along with this 20-minute track, travel prep track from Driving Edition, but the Calm Your Canine series includes three volumes of Calm Your Canine Companion. And I would suggest playing that, let's say if you're having visitors come at, you know, at four in the afternoon and, you know, it's holiday time and there's, you know, a lot of newness in the house, the Christmas tree is up, the ornaments, all the smells and, and cooking and, you know, there's a lot of excitement and there's more people around than normal. I'd start playing the Conrad K9, you know, early morning and, you know, play it, you know, not, you know, it doesn't have to be nonstop through the day, but most people find pretty quickly their dogs settle and, and will stay calm to it. And, I, once the dogs, and I would definitely have that playing when the company first arrives, which is usually the most exciting time for the dogs, I would have that music playing, you know, maybe for another half hour. Once company is here, I would probably, you might want to switch to music for the canine household. And that music has other instruments in it, and it's a little bit faster, so it won't make people sleepy, <laughs> which is nice when you have all that company. And it still has a calming mechanism to it, and it still helps dogs settle, but it's it's not the music that relieves anxiety issues. But once again, once they're calm and the newness, meaning the new visitors are already brought into the environment, and the dogs are settled, I switch over to that. It's just it's you know really pleasant, enjoyable music for company generally too. And that's the music that includes cello music and also English horn along with piano. So it's um, ensemble of sometimes trio, a little bit of solo piano and duo. It just has has that variety to it in the. In, addition to the other series, which are all piano music. Have you tested it on family disputes, Lisa? We haven't done that, but, you know, I've, when we first came out with it, someone said, do you have music to calm your boss? <laughs> <laughs> so there have been a lot of requests. And, yeah, you know, it all works to calm the human. And, I mean, the research really shows that what calms the human nervous system calms the canine nervous system. So, so it works on a lot of different levels. Sounds great. Well, now, I know you have an exciting new project that just launched, so why don't you tell us about that? We just launched a new series of four CDs, and it's called the Canine Noise Phobia Series. And it's been a fabulous collaborative project with Victoria Stilwell, the wonderful dog trainer on the Animal Planet show, It's Me or the Dog. And we came up with this because so many dogs have... Um, sound phobias and, and just general sound sens- sensitivities. So we took three of the most common ones. We have one CD called Fireworks, one called Thunderstorms, and one called City Sounds, which is a combination of 
such a huge variety of urban sounds of buses pulling up and sirens going off and dogs barking and children playing in a in a park and um, honking and and even cat meowing and, and, and screeching and so many different things that dogs, you know, when you put a dog in an urban environment and there is just construction and a lot of sounds that really are human-made, they have a hard time orienting whether that sound is safe or not. So it's not only the sounds themselves that are brought in progressively in terms of volume but also in terms of intensity, but it's also combined with two other things. So combined with the music from the um, similar music to music from the canine companion series, sorry, music to calm your canine series in which the music is brought in that already calms the canines and the sounds are gradually brought in over that combined with the Victoria Stillwell's wonderful training protocol or positive reinforcement training protocol that really helps keep the dogs under their stress threshold. So they start to change their association of what these sounds mean to them. So so while they're hearing the sounds and while they're already staying calm because of the music, chickens falling from the sky or you're bringing in their favorite tug toy or their favorite ball or you're grooming them or you know rubbing their tummy or something they associate as positive. So it's only a matter of time before they start to associate Oh, the siren, I hear the siren. That means chickens falling from the sky soon. Isn't that the greatest thing? <laughs> so now not only are they not fearful of the sound, but they actually are, get welcome of the sound. And one of the really exciting things for us is not only can this be used for treatment of sound sensitivities, but it's also used for prevention. So you could use this one of several ways. You could use it with puppies when they're, you know, first day, when they're first born. You could use it when you bring them home in eight weeks. Um, Or an older dog, a lot of times it's very common that sound sensitivities in dogs are actually not brought in until they're middle-aged or until they're, you know, approaching their senior years. And all of a sudden you have a dog who never reacted. I had one of these, a six-year-old golden, never had any anxiety issues. And then all of a sudden that... I think it was about age eight, started developing this sound sensitivity to the wind against the windows. And if I had had this training protocol then, I mean, it just would have relieved him of so much anxiety. Now, how does it work? You have the sound, obviously, and is there a booklet that accompanies it? How? how yeah, there's, um, I forget how many pages, maybe about 20-page booklet that comes with the city itself with training instructions with all the Victoria's wonderful notes on how to work with the dogs so that it's, let's say July 4th is coming up and it's, you know, in this country all the fireworks start and it's every every dog lover's most dreaded day because so many dogs are have so many fearful issues around the sound of fireworks because they only hear it once a year and they think that the sky's falling in and the world's going to come to an end. But if you introduce them to this in a gradual way and change their association through this training protocol, you know, before the holiday approaches or, you know, thunderstorms is such a, that's our best seller right now and that's, you know, such a common problem in so many different parts of the world, you know, thunderstorm season lasting so long that you're actually, you know, working with all those sounds that a thunderstorm brings in. And the same is, you know, you could live way out in the country but have, you're redoing your kitchen, you're remodeling your kitchen, and all of a sudden your dogs have never heard construction sounds and they're hearing all this drilling. So it's a great way to introduce them to that ahead of time before 
the episode happens so that they actually don't either don't build up the negative association or it helps them work through that. Wow. I'm so impressed with all you've been doing, and I thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule um, to talk with us about this. It's my pleasure. I could talk about this till the cows come home. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great. And thank you for uh, joining in with us on Animal Cafe. We look forward to seeing you again next week.